Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. Back live in the com studios. It would help if I didn't hit the wrong button every now and then. This segment, real quick, man, uh, going to be brought to you by Battlefield Drag Strip. Hey, look, man. Weather keeps biting these guys in the butt on the weekends. So uh it's supposed to rain Friday and Saturday. So they have moved their week their race weekend to tonight. The radio the drag strip will be open tonight out there in Collinsville, Mississippi. I know you just heard the ad and the break there. So you can go to their Facebook page. They got the details there. But at the end of the day, it's all wide open tonight. No prep event, open test and tune, gambler's race, grocery getter class, and a no prep shootout. Gates open at 6, track gets hot at 7. $10 for spectators, kids 12 and under get in free, $40 racers tech card, that means to race. So get out there tonight, beautiful weather. I tell you what, this may be the night I finally get over there because I ain't got nothing to do. And uh, the weather's nice. And I keep saying I'm going to get over there. And I love some drag racing. Love some drag racing. All right, let's take a phone call. Hey, brother, you on there? Hey, man, I want to make a few points. And I'm not talking about you guy you just had on there. I'm sure he treats his people great, pays them good. One, there are so many online jobs now that companies will pay really good money. They're based out of California or New York or Massachusetts. They'll pay somebody living in Mississippi really good money. And another thing. You see a lot of small business that a guy's been there three, four, five years, and he goes and asks for a raise, and he gets told he can't afford it. And I've talked to some guys about this. But yet, their boss will have a you know, $50,000 truck. His wife will have a $50,000 truck, and they're living in a half-a-million-dollar home, and the kid's in private school. But here, this guy is busting his butt for this guy, and he's barely getting by on 12 15 bucks an hour just to pay his rent. You know? If you want people to stay in time, you really got to pay over 20 bucks an hour to get them. If you can't afford to, I mean, there are companies out there that will. And I hate to say this, these are the, the facts, Clay. I mean, people are tired of being the boss man, being the only person to make a good living. It's an entitlement, what it is, to a degree. I mean, I get it. I, I do, but man, there's still entry level jobs where you got to you're gonna have to start at the bottom and and, and earn your way up to those twenty dollar an hour jobs. I know, well, okay. but just let's go back just just, just t- ten years. The biggest employer you had in Jackson was probably Siemens, and you had Nissan. Now you've got Continental Tire, you got Amazon, plus all their suppliers, plus you have the online stuff. There are more than enough people willing to pay over twenty dollars for insurance. You, you know, I just thought about something too while you were talking. You make a great point there. Um, also, I wonder how many people. I talked to somebody yesterday who, just in his part time 
drives for Uber and does some food delivery stuff. He made $38,000 last year in his part-time doing that. Exactly. So why 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 is somebody going to want to go work 40 hours a week, bust their butt for anywhere from 8 to 10 15 dollars an hour? Well, I mean, well because everybody can't do those other things. So and I and I'm really a lot of what I'm pointing is pointing my my not my anger but my frustration, I think is a better way to put it, is that these younger yeah. kids that don't have a single lick of, don't have a single trade, don't, ain't never had a job, then get out there and go work, man. Just learn a little bit, quite. And, and in their defense, and I don't, I totally agree with you. I'm on your side on this. The thing about it is, though, them kids that don't have any uh, degree or any skill or anything like that, when they go buy a hamburger, it's still fifteen bucks. Same way to a guy that's got the skill or the PhD, their cost of living is just as much as anybody else's. So yeah. you can't really blame. Yeah, but here's my thing: where are they working? I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, you make great points and all that, but where are they working? Uh, well, again, like you said, they're working for themselves. Man, again, how many companies people you know work working from home now, man? I don't there know. are still tons of people. Man, hey, dude, company I worked for before I did, they were paying people just out of this pandemic fifty-seven thousand dollars a year as customer service, and they were working from home. Yeah, but again, and, and, and we were based out of Phoenix. That's nothing to make in Phoenix, but Mississippi is a lot of money. Sure, sure. I mean, cost of living is going up here too. Somebody just texted in and said, uh, on, yeah. the, on the Guns of Gear text line, says the cost of living in Mississippi is damn near free. If you are struggling so bad that you are whining on the radio, the problem is you. This is not directed at you, obviously. It's directed, no, it's directed at you. There's, but there are companies that will pay people to work from home. Plus, you got, like I said, you got your Amazon, you got your Ubers. People aren't going to work for just the struggle anymore. It's not, it just not the way. Again, the days of the boss man being the only one that make a, a good living are over with. And I hate to say it, but that's how, how some of them told me. Brother, right. you have a great day. Hey, you too, brother. Appreciate the the point, the viewpoint. I mean, look, I, I get it, and I'm and I'm rationalizing the call in my head. But I just keep, and, he, and he's right. He brings up some great points. We do have some larger employers here now, but there's still a lot of people not working. And that, that's who I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about the people who were, and like what Jason said a minute ago, he had four people that had interviews lined up. Four people. They laid out the spread. They rolled out the red carpet. They don't even have the courtesy to to tell you they're not going to come. They don't even have the courtesy to answer the call when you call them or to cancel or reschedule or whatever the case may be. You know, we this is a bigger viewpoint here. A broader conversation. It's it's a lot like dating nowadays. There's this there's this stand up uh, ghosting. Is the word I'm looking for. There's this ghost culture. Like people will make plans, and then it's time to follow through with those plans. Let's say you make them on Monday. By Friday, because of social media and everything else, and people are always looking for the best, the next best thing, the next best thing, the next best thing. I got a date with an eight, but I got this chance with a nine. Most of y'all just nickels anyway. But so you know your role. No, <laughs> know where you slide in the uh, the, the scale there. But I, look, I'm one to have, I, I outkick my coverage too. So I, I, I get it there. I'm, I'm a nickel with a dime. So I'm a lucky guy. But still, there's just there's this ghosting culture where it's almost just expected that you make plans on Monday and they're going to somehow be canceled by Friday. 
and not even canceled. There's just going to be like this. Well, if you hadn't heard from me, just know I'm out. <laughs> and that, that, that's just how people act now. It's like don't, nobody ever really makes plans anymore. And it seems to be the same thing that's happening in the job interview circuit. People are making these job and setting up these appointments for job interviews and then ghosting the employers. Just like they do their potential dates for the weekend. It's a strange thing, man. But again, I fail to believe, and also like what, and I'm going to, I'm just going to stick on Lakeland Glass here. They, it's an entry level job. Well, they, I mean, I'm sure they'll gladly hire experienced installers too. By the way, <laughs> that's a whole nother ball game. But if we're just going to stick with the entry level conversation, it's an entry level job to learn a trade that you don't have to go to college and pay a hundred fifty thousand dollars for. $200,000 for and be strapped with that debt on top of going and starting at an entry-level job in whatever your field of choice is, your trade of choice, only making twenty five, thirty thousand 30000 a year at the entry level. Man, my first three years in the car business were a struggle. Struggle. 20000 25000 30000 whatever. Year three, I made $100,000, and I ain't looked back. Last year, when I took off to, to, to start the auto armor and to build this, is the only year I've made less than six figures since my third year in the car business. Go learn how to do something. Put in the work. And you will you will make good money. I make really, not to brag, I've worked my ass off. I make good money doing this. I make good money at the car lot. But you got to pay the cost to be the boss sometimes. Go work for somebody like Jason Anderson, and he's going to show you how to be the man. He's going to teach you all the little trades and tricks you need to know. And you're going to learn a trade. That man doing window tint and those vehicle wraps and windshield installs, and all of that stuff, man, that's real money. My buddy that's texting in on the tugboat, dude makes two hundred grand a year. Makes two hundred grand a year. He's just one of us. Oh, Rankin County beer drinking buddy of mine. I mean, there, there's money out there to be made. These guys on somebody texted in a minute ago talking about roofing. Said uh, entry level roof guys making one hundred fifty a day can make two fifty with some experience. You ain't got to have no experience to go out there and make 150 a day. Man, that ain't never bad money, bro. You know, if I can make $200 a day at minimum, I, I don't complain. I, I'll take $200 a day. That's $1,000 a week on a five-day work week. That's $53,000 a year if you could squeeze $200 a day out of it and get some overtime and stuff. Come on, man. Let's take some calls. Hey, brother, you're on there. Hey, Clay. Hey, Josh. How you doing? I'm good. All right, I'll tell you, on Kismet and that post you had, Anonymous was probably somebody that's waiting to get a paycheck. And I can tell you that some of the work there, now, that was, that, you know, I love that place like family. Worked there when I was a teenager, came back when I retired from the Navy and worked there. But in the past three years, that place went as far as uh, the owner and stuff, talking to people. That's true. That's happened multiple times. You had a lady that worked there for 30 years that, again, if you want to say some of those things as, Mr. Big Bad Boss Man, 
then maybe you need to go in private instead of dressing that out in your restaurant. I'll go ahead and put that out there. And also, some of those those kids that were working there as teenagers, he didn't even start them out at minimum wage. They started out at a training wage. You know what that is, right? No. That's like six bucks an hour. Did they get a tip share? No. <laughs> not not the cooks and stuff. Now, the busboy might have got a tip share, but, you know, that that's whatever the waitresses, again, at the time, which, again, or were struggling sometimes, and sometimes they were making all right, but they would give them, you know, a, a percent. And in the end, they started, yeah, you're right, they started doing like a 2% or 1% on that. But a lot of them, again, they made $6 or whatever that training wage was for the longest. But, again, as I retired, I've worked more jobs than just kismets, but I'm just saying that stuff there, some of them cats just scared that they may not get their, their checks or something like that. If you if they were to put their name on it or something, and again, Kismet's had its, its issues. We loved it like family, but a lot of us that were there were like, you know, enough of this. And I'm not going to go into any more on the owner or owners and yeah, and I, I, I want to. I definitely I want to avoid that on the radio because every you yeah. know everybody struggles different. No, but, no doubt. But but that situation was different. You know, I worked for MDoc too, right? And know. they hired me on as a captain. I'll go ahead and put that out there. Uh, they had trouble when they went from the eight-hour shift, which helped their people, to a 12-hour shift. And a lot of the workers there were like, you know, we, we don't like this. So a lot of your guards left out on that. So, And I know you and I talked about it, but when you got uh, a big figure in government uh, blasting everybody, saying to you it's a procedure issue, when in fact it could have been, but and then they want to avoid the staffing issue on that. Well, I, I'll go ahead and put it out there, too. Then when that pretty boy Floyd dude escaped, you remember that? Yes. Well, there was nine people for 3,018 inmates that night. This is out of the uh, the jail in Pearl. I mean, yeah, in Pearl, Mississippi. Yeah, the, the, Central. the MDOC, the, the Rankin County over there. Yeah, the big one, the state MDOC out there by Vance. Yeah. So, you're, so you're, 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 you're saying MDOT, but it's not. It's Mississippi, M-Dot. the prison. I, my, my accent may be bad. M-D-O-C. Oh, MDOC. Got you, got you. MDOC. You're saying MDOC. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Right. And and then when everybody parades out there, and again, I'm I'm in the boat with you. I'm retired. You know, I work just, you know, because it gives me something to do, and I like having fun with it. But when you want to parade out there, because, see, I've been in those big seats, too. Senior chief of the Navy, chief of police on some of your bigger ships around here, guarding nuke weapons, lots of qualifications. But you want to parade out there and then look at us and tell us, you know, well, uh, the commissioner says we should hire the national, we should put the National Guard here and fire all of y'all. That's not, you know, again, some things should better said again like that in private and not in public. But when you want to sit there and threaten folks all the time, that seems to be some of these employers' deals too. Some people don't have to take it, and we choose other routes. Some of them, you know, want to stay in there, but, you know, again, show me a good time. But you want to, they want to bash people for minimum staff. But that's a pretty high-risk job and a big job, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Josh, i got to take my break, brother. I appreciate you this morning. All right. No problem. Appreciate you. Thank you. Let's take one more call before we hit the break here. Hey, call, you're on there. Hey, good morning, friend. Hey, how you doing? Hey, real quick, on the the trade thing, I don't have nowhere near the amount of degrees that some people that I've had to compete against for IT jobs, but I beat them all every single time. Why? Because I had on-the-job training, and I grew up with the field and learned the skills. You understand? So 
I can concur with what you're saying. Is it better to sit in a college and get a $10,000 or, or more debt, or is it better to enter the workplace and learn a trade and go straight all the way up to, from the bottom to the top? I, me personally, and look, it, some things require college. We get it, but you know this this uh, this myth of, of going to get a liberal arts degree and somehow that's going to be your gateway to making hundred thousand dollars a year out the door. People have been sold a big lie, and we can have a whole other conversation about the college stuff. But uh, I'm with you, I, me personally. And but well, you know, also I say this because I didn't have a choice. And later in life, later in life, I didn't have a choice. There was no going back to school. Um, I could have done that earlier in life, and and then maybe things would have played out differently. But hey, I was making a lot of damn money. My, my nightclub career was extremely successful for a long time. So it, it it appeared at that time I I took the right way, not going to college. And I still don't have any regrets about it. I'm just saying maybe it would have played out differently if I'd gone and got a degree. But you know, and then I started back at the bottom in the car business in 2011. It took me three years, three to four years of my fourth year before I finally made any real money. That's just about like having to go to college for four years. I got a I got a three year degree in a and in, in learning how to be a salesperson and learning to trade in the car business. And I, and I actually made money. It wasn't a lot, but I made money to get that degree. And then by year four, when most people would just be starting their job coming out of college, year five, um, I was making six figures. Yeah. So, but, you know, I, I tell people all the time, don't think just because you, you went to college, you're going to run out to places like Dallas and Atlanta and Houston and get these high-paying jobs because – it's not going to happen well, to you because you got to start somewhere. People from Dallas, Atlanta, and Houston stayed there and got those jobs too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. You know, the world is competitive. You know, just like the relationship market, you know. And this is a lot of things. And I know, you know, we, we talk candidly about race. But this is a thing that a lot of black women don't understand. You know, it's an open competitive market. You may go out there and have not done anything but diminish your value, but thinking you can get the cream of the crop. No, there's other women that you have to compete with, too. Man, did you see that video I put on uh, Facebook yesterday? I put it on all my outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, TikTok at Save Jackson. It's the girl twerking at a kid's family function with Elmo. Oh, no, I, I I haven't seen. I was swamped yesterday, but I'm gonna make sure I go watch it. Oh, dude, it, it is. I was actually gonna do a whole segment talking about it. Hey, Derek, I gotta take my break, bro. I ran over, but I didn't want to leave you hanging through the break. Yes, sir. Have a good one. You too, brother. Great call. All right, guys, we'll be right back live on the Clay Edwards Show. In there, let's take a call here. Hey, brother, you on there? Good morning, sir. How you doing? Man, I can't complain, but I will. I'm with you. Uh, I haven't paid attention to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 20-plus years. Like you said, I'm not even going to entertain something that's as big a joke as that. If you don't have the crew in there, it's not even a rock and roll whatever. Exactly. So that That's just bottom line. Like you said, then you add all the others that you realize are not in there, and it's like, no, this is it, – it's like having a top ten running back list, and, and you don't have – uh, you know, uh, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, or Walter Payton on it. It's like really a great so, analogy. Any, anyway, um, no. Uh, if you got a second, I was going to throw out some. Uh, I don't know what all y'all covered, but I heard you talking about the jobs. You, you yeah. know what I do, so yep. I, I got a pretty good ear to the ground on that market. But <clears throat> I've been preaching to my kids ever since they rolled enough to listen that you need a trade. I don't care what it is but it needs to be a manual labor trade that will not go out of style. So I said, step back and look around. Where do we live? We live in Mississippi. 
we have two things down here, summer and summer. So their grass will always grow, and it will always be hot. So either learn to do grass and yard and landscaping or learn to do air conditioning because you will never be out of work in this state. That's a and, great point. Hey, I'm going to tell you what, any of those skills like that, though, where you can work on plumbing, uh, electrical, or or um, HVAC, obviously, man, you'll work as you'll, if you're good at what you do, you'll work as much as you want to. And uh, obviously, there, there must be money in landscaping because I know a lot of people that have been doing it for a long time. Shout out to oh. RC, shout out, shout out to Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care for cutting my man. grass, doing a great job. You know, and and it's not just the uh, the residential guys. I know guys that have corporate contracts, nationwide contracts, and you meet them and you're like, so what do you do? And he's so humble. He's like, oh, I cut grass. It's like cut grass, and you realize this dude did $6 million in business last year, and you're like, you must cut a lot of grass. So, you know, it, it's crazy the amount of money, like you said, that's out there that people don't realize. Diesel mechanics. Oh, my God. Have you gone to a shop lately and tried to get a, a diesel engine worked on? 90 bucks an hour for regular vehicles, 105 to 130 an hour for machinery and big trucks. Yeah, man, look, I, when I was at Great Annuals Ford, obviously we had the big service department back there. The diesel mechanics and the dudes that could work on transmissions were were two of the highest paid guys right there along with the GM at those dealerships. So, and one last thing, um, you know, when you and I were a little bit younger, they told us construction where you wanted to be because they needed young, strong, able bodies. Didn't matter if it was men or women that were willing to actually get some calluses or bust a knuckle every now and then. And then, like you said, you put in four or five years, and next thing you know, you get to be the supervisor of a crew, or they send you on the out-of-town job, whatever it is, and they start paying you a lot more money. Yep. Um, but now, because there's such a shortage of truck drivers and mechanics and people who can operate equipment, I don't mean crank it up and not kill somebody, I mean actually operate it. Of course, the big push for the last six years, seven years in the uh, equipment industry has been autonomous machines. I mean, there are companies out there, Volvo, Komatsu, people like that, that run these mining uh, operations that are 100% autonomous. There's not a single human in the entire pit. Now, that's over in Europe, but it's coming here. It always does. Absolutely. So I, so I know a young man who decided, hey, somebody's got to be on that end of it. So he is literally being sent to training right now. He's 22 years old. He's been doing it for about a year. He's 22 years old, and all he does is get bounced around to learn you know, the Top Con or the like or whatever grade control system they have. It's kind of like being and in a flight simulator, right? I mean, that's but exactly right. That's the, he, the concept. He can program it, diagnose it, uh, you know, retrofit it to older machines or show you about the upgrades. So it's, it's still the science and computer part, but it's on the stuff that's, that's coming, right? It's not mainstream yet. Um, so, you know, like you said, you just. Young people nowadays need to be, they don't need to be taught soft sciences and what happened, you know, 160 years ago, unless that's the degree you want. They need to be taught, hey, this is going to be your world in the next 20 to 30 years. You either better learn it or be prepared to pay for it. Man, brother, great phone call. I got to take a break, but I uh, really appreciate that one. All right, buddy. All right. Tell you what, let's do this. Hey, caller, you got about a minute before I got to take my break. Yeah, I'll be real quick. That caller, he, he was right about all of that, except for the busting your knuckles thing. I'm a painter. Uh, I, I'm in my 50s. I got a guy that's older than me that outworks me and makes me work up to his level. We get these kids come in on the thing. That, man, they, they are – painting's the easiest thing in the world. You know, I love painting. My, gran- my grandfather was a painter till, till, his, uh, till his Alzheimer's got him, you know, of, of his whole life. 
and my, my cousins do it. There is great money to be made great painting, money. too. But here's the deal. These kids get in here, and uh, I outwork them. I, they, they don't want to work as hard as the old people. We're old people, and they can't hang with us. That's this new generation, man. All they want to do is sit on TikTok. All they want to do is sit around. They, they want somebody, oh, well, you know, I don't really have to work because the government will take care of me. I just go on and get disability or welfare. I don't ever have to work. I'll look, look, they they signing people up right now for money. Oh, you don't have a job? Here's here's some money from the government. Man, it it makes you so mad. Yep. A bunch of entitled pricks, man. That's exactly. That That are comfortable. Here's the biggest problem. They're comfortable with nothing. Yes. Yes. That's what blows my mind. But these are people that have never had nothing. They still got AC. They still got internet. They still got a thousand dollar phone in their hand. How, how does that happen? I, I won't have none of that if I don't go to work every day. No, man. If, if my job got unplugged, if all this got unplugged tomorrow, by next week I'd be in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, brother, I got to take right, I got to take my break, man. Great call. Thank you for listening this morning. Yeah, you got it. Uh-huh. Peace. All right, let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back on Clay Edwards show. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.